Welcome everyone to How Winners Win. I am Daniel Blue. Got a special guest for you guys here today. His name is John Cristani, and he's been doing seven figures since 2014. He's got a hell of a story. He runs a training program called Super Affiliate Systems, and I can't say we've brought someone on the podcast that has been on TV. This guy's had a bunch of uh, really cool ads on TV. Maybe you've seen his ads. Uh, handsome looking motherfucker that's been on tv john welcome to the show bro thanks man happy to be out here yeah man uh john just strolled in with in and out and uh <laughs> you know you can't go wrong with that you know in and out is really really good i know there's some probably haters right now that don't like in and out but uh what are you talking who hates in and out bro when i go to texas like they hate in and out they're, oh, they're yeah. like whataburger or, or yeah, nothing, yeah 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 you know like yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. dude it's a hamburger bro is chill. Well, they like, got those honey butter chicken biscuits. They throw a lot of gravy on that they, shit. Yeah, oh they, my they God. do, man. They do. It's, <laughs> it's so funny. So let's let's get right to it, man. I was, uh, you know, we've met a few times. We've had some fun here in Vegas and uh, had a chance to, you know, kind of dig a little bit deeper within your story. And what really caught my eye is, you know, you, you came from corporate and, uh, you know, you're crushing it with the online business right now and, and e-com and affiliates and things like that. But like, talk to me about that time when things were rough in the corporate world and you left the corporate world and ended up going to Thailand and it just sounded like you were just broke and in a funk, didn't know what you wanted to do in life. Like kind of talk to us about that, that kind of that situation. Sure. Sure. So, um, yeah, where to, where to start. So basically I went to Thailand to kind of find myself. I was like, what do I want to do in life? And I brought along, I've always been a big reader. So I brought along a bunch of, uh, well, spiritual books and books on like entrepreneurship and business and like motivation. So I brought along about a dozen books and all. And, you know, I read the Bhagavad Gita. I read the Quran. I read the, you know, I reread the Bible. I read, you know, four hour work week. And I was like, this sounds better than being a monk, you know, traveling the world, making money from an internet business. I said, that's what I want to do. And, uh, I just, you know, I started my own, uh, you know, I started my own thing and just, just kept going from there. But, you know, I never, I never accepted kind of like defeat as an option. It was always just like, I know I can make this work. I know it's possible. So make it happen. How do you think you get to that point where that's the mentality that you have, right? Because, you know, I know you hang around a lot of successful people. You're doing very well for yourself. Like when we're hanging around the circles that we hang out, like that's just the mentality that we all have. Our friends have that, right? It's like, dude, failure is not an option. Like we're going to make this happen no matter what, no matter how many times that we fail. Like what helped you get to that point where that was the mentality that you had? Did you always have that mentality when you, when you even when you were a kid? Did you have to like kind of develop that along the way? How did you get to that point? Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm going to give some examples of exactly what that looks like as well, because I know it's very cliche to hear somebody say, Oh, you know, you just need to like, you know, win at all costs or whatever, you know, like I've, I've heard all the motivation stuff. Um, I, well, one, I'd say it comes from, you know, my grandpa was a steel worker, you know, he worked in the steel mills, both my grandparents fought in World War Two. And, you know, they told me stories about war. And the fact of the matter was, 
I'm trying to start an internet business. You know, I'm sitting in a swivelly chair in an air conditioned room and I'm being told all I have to do is figure out how to tap these, tap the keyboard in the right ways to make money. You know, I, I just said, this is fucking eat stupid, simple compared to having to fucking get shot at every day. So, so my, my mentality coming into it is like, how could anybody claim this is hard? Like, I don't care if I lose a bunch of money. I don't care if like, it's, I'm not getting shot at. And, uh, this is fucking easy. And I, so I, I never would complain or anything. And as some examples of what that looked like, I'd say over the years is just deciding to come into work, you know, at 6am, you know, two hours earlier, uh, three hours earlier than, the bosses even cared for, you know, I'd always be, be the first one into the office when I was working corporate, I'd work late, you know, I got, uh, and I did this by choice. I overachieved whatever goals the company said to me. They say, you know, I start off in cold calling, make a hundred dials a day. You know, I'm making 125. I said, oh, well, that's just the bait. You know, if I'm just in a hundred, you know, I look like a fucking peasant, you know, I don't, you know, so I, I need to go all the way. Um, other examples is just, you know, just summers. I'd get a job, you know, when I was 15, I'd get a job. Uh, you know, other examples are just, just, I, I'd say working really late and, you know, focusing my time. And, you know, I got rid of my smartphone because I realized it was uh, bugging me too much. So I just dropped it and I got one of those stupid phones from Walmart because I know I need to stay focused. Um, I just say every step of the way is, is, uh, just, just really focused on the big goal and just continuing to move there. I know I can become a billionaire and I'm not going to stop until, until I'm part of that elite group. You know, it's interesting as you're telling me about the story about your grandparent, uh, your grandpa is there's a quote, I know you probably have heard it is perspective drives performance. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's just such a great perspective. How it's just like, dude, can I really complain or can I really say this is hard when my grandpa just got done telling me that, you know, he was getting shot at and like, that's what he did for work. That was like, that was his nine to five job. And Pete, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm mainly a teacher now. So when I'm, when I'm talking to students and I hear complaints about, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, I don't, you know, Google, you know, I, I, I contacted a support desk and they didn't respond to me or, or why can't you just tell me the answer? Why do I have to contact a support desk for a question? It's just, it, 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 I'm, I just laugh inside uh, because it's so pathetic of the issues that people, I hear people complain about. I'm like, why the fuck are you scared of fucking contacting support or like not, you know, or like you lost a hundred dollars trying something out? Like what the fuck, dude? Like, dude, people are such sissies these days. It's pathetic, honestly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And it's the society, it's media, the education sis, everything is just pushing people to be fucking pussies, man. Like it's, it's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's easy just to blame other people, right? Blame the Democrats, <laughs> blame Trump, blame, you know, uh, Obama, right. Yeah. Blame the school system, right. It's just, like, no one wants to take responsibility. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's the big problem I see with society. Um, going back to like the e-commerce world, the online world, you know, 2014, you know, you made your, your, sounds like you made your first seven figures that year, 2014. Like, I mean, shit, dude, the internet wasn't anywhere near where it was back then to, you know, where it is now. 
when did you, I guess, did you always think about making money online in the, you know, the online space or like, was there the aha aha moment? Was it in Thailand where you're like, oh shit, I can actually make a living online. Like when did you get to that conclusion? That was 2009 when I was in Thailand. Uh, I was there for about eight months and, uh, that's when I made that conclusion there. It took me a while, right? Um, you know, five years to get to the point where I made my first million dollars, you know, and, and it was, uh, you know, that's almost pure profit, right? That's, you know, a lot of that was me running an agency. I got a sweetheart affiliate deal where I even had a company pay for ad spend, but that's because I was hustling. I was going to these masterminds. I was meeting everybody I could if I had spare time, um, just trying to, trying to get an advantage, uh, but it took me five years still. And in between that period, you know, I was a medical test subject, you know, I was taking pills from, you know, experimental medicine, uh, you know, they tested on animals first, then they tested on humans. So I was one of those guys, but you know, that was making me a cool, you know, like five to eight grand a month. And, you know, just, just, I'll sit in the hospital working on my business, right. I'm taking experimental medicine. I got hooked up to all these things and you know, these, uh, you know, they're analyzing, you know, if I'm going to fucking faint or shit, you know, and they get feed me a pre- prescribed kind of meal. So they know what's going in my body. They're measuring my crap. It was kind of weird, but for sitting around some hot nurses in a fucking hospital being able, with, with very fast Wi-Fi, uh, it was great time. You know, I also ended up working a job for a couple years. You know, that's how I worked corporate because I wanted to get in. I said, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing very well in this shit on my own. I'm not doing well enough. So I said, I'm just going to work for a company and learn, you know, maybe they're a little, they're probably a couple steps ahead of me. This, you know, I work for a mid-sized company. I think those are great. You know, where you're, where it's not below like a dozen people, but it's, you know, it's not, not above a hundred either. Right. And you get, you have really a good fluidity to move within companies. And, you know, I could talk to anybody from any department I wanted and learn how sales was working, accounting was working, marketing was working, customer support was working. I got, you know, and I learned very fast because again, I was coming in at six and I had all this free time to just kind of shadow people in other departments. So I learned how a, you know, a big company and making, you know, 20, 30 million a year was, was operating. And, uh, you know, from there I just, you know, then after five years of all this crap, I, uh, you know, I started doing all right for myself. So at the same time you were working this, this other job, you were running your business. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really have any girlfriend. I didn't, you know, in this period, I didn't really go out with friends much. You know, I lived with some buddies. So, uh, you know, we would play like, you know, racquetball or handball or, you know, tennis, you know, pickleball is the new shit, bro. Have you played pickleball? Sounds gay, dude. I'm, dude no. I'm straight. Dude, it's like Google it. Pickleball is like the fastest growing sport. Apparently, pickleball. it's like ping pong and tennis, like combined. Pickleball. Yeah, I, no shit, dude. I was at a match like in between. Is there's like courts? For yeah, there's literally courts. Like no shit's the is fastest. That what you're into? No, I've never played it. I oh. want to. It looks fun as shit because I love ping pong and I love tennis and I love racquetball. Are you have ping pong table here? I wish, dude. Like okay. we wouldn't be doing this right now. Uh, <laughs> I would play you. Yeah, ping pong. for sure. Yeah. So, so, guys, I want to make sure you caught what John was saying because it's just really easy to jump on social media and think, okay, let me just set up an LLC. Let me just make this post, mm-hmm. and now I'm an entrepreneur. And now, like, I'm going to be making money, and, and things are easy. But here you were running your business, working for someone else. And 
I really want to uncover this, unpack this, getting experimental drugs put in your body and getting five grand a month. So what kind of shit were they giving you? To, to get that. I don't totally know. What I do know <laughs> is that LA is the center of the medical or what's called clinical trials industry because there's the highest, uh, there's a lot of, it's the largest Japanese population in the U S and Japanese people according, uh, are genetically like, you know, like on the other end of the, some, somehow like on the other end of the spectrum from like Western European type of genetics. So they always do, uh, they always match, uh, like sort of like a Western person with, uh, a Japanese person in terms of BMI and Japan is also the second largest medical uh, market. So, so, you know, they just do all the tests out there and, yeah, I was taking some weird shit. I don't know what it was, but you know, I, I, I threw up once, you know, from a study and they took me out and they just gave me my full pay. You know, I was kind of going, you know, I almost fainted, but it wasn't that bad. You know, I do have, you know, I did start growing a third arm out of my stomach, but, but it, it doesn't really it blends bother, in or yeah. bother anyone. It doesn't look weird. Does yeah. it? <laughs> How long did you do that for? Uh, probably like nine months. Uh, you know, this is after college and I was, and I was like, I'm going to make this internet business work. I'm going to do it no matter what. And I was like, oh, sweet. I could hang out in a hospital and get like five to eight grand a month. And like, nobody's making that much money out of college in 2010. So, so I was, I was stoked. I was making all right money and yeah, but you can't really hold yeah. down friends or a girlfriend when you're, yeah, no. when you're in and out of hospitals, like, you know, for like week long or three week long stays. So. Yeah, man, that's, that's crazy. So, you know, you being one of the OGs in, in the online space, you know, the entrepreneur space, like what are, where do you see the internet going? Like 2021, sure. like what do you see over the next five, 10 years? Well, first off, the internet is unstoppable. Uh, so I see it going for sure. Uh, because, uh, especially because like Starlink and like the, you know, like what Elon's done with making the, um, I see it as a complete battleground between China and the U S. Uh, I believe we're, I'm, I'm like certain we're at war with China right now, not a military, not a political war, but a cultural and technological and biological war. Um, so I see the internet being a big battleground and you already see it happening with all these hacks and stuff. They don't call it war, but that's what it is. And, um, I see, uh, things like affiliate, you know, affiliate marketing and everything just exploding, especially as we have like AR, VR, we have, you know, home appliances starting to come online, you know, of course you're going to start seeing some ads in the house or some shit like that, you know, as, as you know, companies say, Oh, you know, we'll sell fucking cheap, you know, refrigerators because we allow advertise, you know, or some shit like that. Same thing with cars. So all of these things are going to get connected. Um, it's going to spell a fuckload of opportunity for people that are, are, uh, you know, bringing, bringing things or pro bringing things or processes online. Um, so I think there's a lot of money in bringing things online. And of course there's a lot of money in arbitraging people's attention into purchasing products. So both of those areas are just, there's un there unlimited possibilities right now to become wealthy. Um, the internet is literally just getting started. 
Um, and the favorite thing I've ever heard was Jeff Bezos uh, is talk about elect how the internet is not like a gold rush, which is founded on limited resources and it goes away and it makes the first people rich and the last people are fighting over scraps. The internet is like electricity where it just continues to permeate all parts of life. And, and that's where we're at. And we're at the beginning of that. And there's a lot more that will be connected. Um, yeah. It's hard to argue that man. It's crazy to even think like what you just said, the internet is just getting started when it's like, dude, I remember back in the day, I couldn't be on the phone with my friends in elementary school, middle school. And then my mom be on the computer at the same time, that damn AOL, you know, American online, that was it, you know, and and here we are now. So, you know, people listening right now, John, you know, they might have a side hustle. They they might have a service business. Um, They might have, you know, some kind of business where, you know, they're not doing affiliate marketing, quote unquote, or they don't have a, a Shopify store, something like that the entrepreneur can still use the internet to their advantage, right? So like, what are, what are some things that the entrepreneur listening to this right now can start to leverage the internet to get their business a lot further along? Sure. Sure. So, so one way is obvious. I mean, I do a lot of advertising, you know, and advert, I mean, anybody in the world can be reached. Um, It's absolutely retarded how easy it is to, figure this stuff out. So, you know, just finding, you know, just finding prospects or whether it's using, you know, maybe you're in a B2B type of company where it's not about like, you know, collecting leads and it's a limited market. You, you, you got their attention on the, you know, they're on your prospects are still on the internet. Just fucking feed them, you know, like feed them what, 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 quote unquote, do what Elon Musk does, which is he just kind of uses, I mean, he uses PR agencies. He, you know, he knows how to really make it seem like the media is really pushing him, you know, put, send articles to all these people, let them kind of read about you, make sure you're in front of them. You know, you can do this for pennies. Um, You know, attention is so cheap right now. It's absolutely ridiculously how cheap uh, getting attention through ads is. Um, another thing is, uh, you know, just looking for little, little ways you can develop software, free software, you know, automate processes, use the internet, you know, plug things together, plug holes, you know, instead of, uh, and you know, if you're running a company, hiring developers to just kind of build little integrations here and there, because those, you know, that software, it's, it's, a um, it can become a sentient being and beca- make you hundreds of millions of dollars like it has for Google and Facebook and, you know, Zapier and all these other kind of software companies where the software ends up kind of living on its own and just working and making money without you. Um, there's, you know, as I said, bringing things that are offline, online, like car selling, you know, you see like TrueCar, Cars.com, you see, you know, Uber took taxis online, um, you know, but there's always a marketing angle to it, right? Uh, so, you know, looking for whether those are partnerships or whether those are, you know, just, just little things you can take online are, you know, I don't know, you know, let's say you're shopping for clothes and you need some sort of text. Uh, there, there's a gazillion things, but it's all, it's all going online. And we see that people are very easily scared and pushed into their little boxes. And uh, so, 
you know, people are going to go online. People are going to continue getting more and more scared and just wanting to kind of go to that comfort of their internet. Yeah. And, um, uh, that's, that's a really good point, John. And, and someone, you know, you've done a really good job of, of getting it consistent attention, right? Like you've had successful ads, you know, infomercials, been running ads for a long time, made a lot of money in the, the online space. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people that are afraid to get online, right? Whether it's posting, getting on video. Social media is perhaps the, e- uh, it, that is the easiest thing hands down for people to actually get online. And I, I recommend everybody, you know, find, you know, what, here's an example of a tactical thing right here is, you know, everyone here listening right now is smart or knows a little more than the average person in some subject, whether that's gardening, whether that's, you know, how to cut an apple the right way, whether that's, you know, how to set up, I don't know, you know, how to water up, you know, mahogany trees or I don't, you know, uh, you know, accounting, et cetera. Um, Find, go to answerthepublic.com um, and just type in one of those things like gardening and you'll find a bunch of questions and just find long, the, the, we call them long tail keywords, but just find questions that haven't been answered before and shoot a video of yourself. Literally just flip out your phone. Don't be a fucking scared little bitch and take out your phone right now and just fucking film yourself. It doesn't need to be edited and post that on YouTube And you'd be surprised how easy it is to get long tail questions popping up on not just YouTube, but on Google search, because there's a lot of stuff that hasn't been answered on the Internet. You'd be it's it's so easy to get started. It's just that people are scared little bitches. Yeah. I mean, I can relate to that, man. That's, that was me a few years ago. You know, you start caring about what other people think about you, how you sound on camera. And and the cool thing about you, John, is like seeing you on TV and seeing you in person and hearing you on the podcast is what you see is what you get. Right. So like guys like take that a little more swearing. I keep it PC on, (laughs) (laughs) I do keep it PC for my audience uh, on my (laughs) other platforms. Yeah. But you're still the same charismatic, same way that you act. Right. And, and guys don't be afraid to just embrace who you are. Right. Like you are who you are. There's no ifs, ands or buts. So with respect to YouTube, you've done a great job on YouTube, you know, check that your your channel you've had you know a ton of videos been on there a long time what are some mistakes that you made in the very beginning or maybe in the middle some things that stand out to you when when it comes to youtube that you're like shit i wish i would have done something different there yeah so youtube's definitely been a huge uh you know we have over five hundred thousand subscribers now just crossed last week which is congrats bro yeah i'm stoked but um the mistake i made early on was Unfortunately, you know, not, not, you know, it was, I was just, I didn't have any sort of plan to go about it. I was just kind of shooting myself. I have about a hundred or 200 videos that I've delisted now that were just kind of motivational crap. I, I, I do a video every day when I was out on a run, I'd be like, yo, like, listen, don't let it bring you down. You know, like, and I'll just like try to give advice to kind of like young and up and coming entrepreneurs, but nobody watched the videos. I didn't have uh, there wasn't a story in all of the, vi- and, and I was just posting for the sake of posting because I heard this guy, Casey Neistat say, just keep uploading. 
But then I hired, I hired an agency um, out of Utah for, you know, I hired an agency for like 10 grand a month to help me like shoot and outline my topics. And they really narrowed down how, what, what, how I approached YouTube. And they focused uh, again, and it's a formula, you know, to get to 50,000 or so subscribers, it's just a formula. Again, you're going after kind of searched for stuff. You're going after search traffic, really. And um, you're just talking about topics that people actually search for. And I, um, and you kind of find what your groove is. I talked about digital no, being a digital nomad at first. I talked about affiliate marketing and I talked about uh, how to quit your job. And affiliate marketing was the thing that people liked me talking about the most. Now, I kind of played that. So, so the first mistake was not having a plan when I went in. And that caused me about a year of wasted videos. But again, I'm a dog. I'm persistent at this shit. Most people give up at this, you know. Um, then I'd say the next mistake I made is once I kind of started reaching around 400,000 subscribers or so, I kept doing the same shit. And at a certain point, when you grow big enough in your market, there aren't any people talking about affiliate marketing specific, like just solely that are bigger than me. So the subscriber base for affiliate marketing is only so big. And lots of markets have this. You know, if you're talking about franchising, you know, you know maybe you sell, a fran- you know, sell franchises, that market is going to be, you know, whatever, maybe like 40,000, 50,000 subs. Um, if you want to grow, you know, sure, you can grow a big business off of all this stuff. But I want to get to a million. I want big influence. I want, you know, I want, you know, that, that sort of thing. So I've had to shift what I'm talking about uh, into bigger markets. I've had to expand to e-com. I've had to expand to all of these different, you know, um, Amazon FBA, you know, uh, drop shipping, um, Shopify, and start talking about broader subjects. And the other thing I'd say that I've, I've learned is that the power of storytelling Um uh, storytelling is really important. Having a beginning, middle, and end for the videos that I do, instead of just citing off a list of like, you know, hey, here's like eight ways you can get tr- free traffic to your website. You know, and I, I, in my mind, I was like, oh, people want to see all the list. People, when they're watching YouTube, they really like a story to it. Now, if I just rattle off a list, I'm like, you can get free traffic from Facebook posts, Instagram posts, Snapchat. It'll be dry, but I can take that subject and weave a story into it. And I can say a lot, you know, like you might think Facebook's the best and you know, a lot of people are making money, but actually no, you know, and like, this is what happened and Facebook banned affiliate links, but you... I make it a roller coaster ride, a story, and I say, and now finally we arrive at the best way to get free traffic, you know, and that would be number eight. So it's it's storytelling, thumbnail, you know, thumbnails I didn't focus on at first. There's a lot of things to YouTube. Um, get into it, make friends with other YouTubers, and it goes a lot faster. Man, so my next question was going to be like, all right, that person, John, that's got, you know, 50, a hundred, couple hundred subscribers. Like what are some things that get them to a thousand, 10,000 subscribers? And I think you just touched on a few of it, right? Just like do the same shit, do three videos a week and, and just answer, you know, long tail 
question, you know, just answer questions or, you know, what is a reverse mortgage? If I get a reverse mortgage, will I lose my house? You know, how, you know, pros and cons of a reverse mortgage. You just talk about that one fucking thing over and over and over again for every single type of question that people may search about that little market. You know, I don't care if it's how to tend, how to grow rosemary at home. Um, I don't care what it is, you know, rosemary market. You might only get, you know, you might cap out at five, 10,000 subscribers, but uh, it doesn't matter, right? You talk about that one thing until you are the fucking person in that little niche. Yeah. Riches in the niches, right? That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you touched on something that I want to bring up quitting your job. Right. And, and I, and I want to talk about this from two different perspectives because there's two different types of people listening to this podcast right now. Maybe right now you've got a side hustle and a project on that you're working on, on top of your nine to five job. And eventually you want to quit your job. Right. And then maybe you're an employer and you're dealing with some employees that, you know, aren't in the best headspace, you know, they have got one foot in one foot out. And I was reading, you know, a story about you the other day where, you know, I think you brought like a fat commission or a fat affiliate to your company and the, the, your boss, like, like laughed at you and you asked for a raise. Cause you're like, bro, I just brought in a shitload of revenue and can I get paid more? And like, he like laughed in your face. Right. So I want to talk about that person right now that isn't happy with their job, you know, is thinking about quitting, but is scared to quit. Like, what do you talk, like, what do you tell that person in terms of like helping them accomplish their goal and being able to eventually quit their job? Like, do they need to have a little bit of, you know, some savings first? Does their new, does their side uh, hustle need to have a certain amount of income first before they leave that job? Like going back to you, you quit your job eventually and then ran your business full time. So like, there's a lot of people kind of juggling too. Like how do they eventually burn the ships and, and quit their job? Well, first off, if they're not the best fucking employee ever at their job, they don't deserve to work for themselves. Um, I was always, even when I was quitting my job, even when I was moonlighting, which was basically the entire time, I was the best fucking person in my position. I worked the hardest. I always showed up early and went late and I would always do what I was told to the T and above and beyond. So if somebody's a bad employee, I have no I have no sympathy for them. They're 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 not going to be they're not going to be a good entrepreneur either in my opinion. Um so do be a good fucking employee. I have and make sure when you leave that your boss respects you and 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 knows that you were the fucking man um, because you never want to, you know, these, anybody you're working with professionally can be important asset to you later on in life. Um, or maybe you have to even go back to your job. It doesn't matter. Um, I think most 99% of people are the fu- are fucking lazy employees. Um, then the, I'd say the next thing is just, I'd, I'd say it's really about what you don't do. It's more so, you know, beyond being a really good employee, it's about what you don't do in life. Um, and that can be hard for some people. You know, maybe they're married. You know, maybe you don't sleep as much, right? Maybe you, maybe after you put the kids to bed at 8.30, um, you know, you, you hit your computer and you work until 2.30, you know, and you get some five, nice five, you know, five hours in or, so, or whatever it is. Um, and you just sleep four to six hours a night, you know, it's, or maybe you don't go out drinking with your buddies on the weekends, you know, who want to watch football and, you know, like stare at chicks or some shit, 
You know, it's it's maybe maybe instead of going out to eat, you are uh, making yourself a chicken sandwich, and uh, you know you're you're taking a fifteen minute lunch at work instead of an hour lunch at work. Um, you know, and it, we all have limited time, but I'd say it's really about what you don't. You know, it, it, is your mind thinking? You know, even like maybe dating apps. You know, maybe your mind. Maybe you're doing the side hustle, you're doing the job, you're doing the side hustle, but in the back of your mind, you're you're thinking about, oh, I wonder if that chick texted me, you know, like, oh, I'm going to check my phone. You know, the back of your mind, what you're thinking about all day is very important. I'm thinking about money. I'm thinking about how do I get, I'm, I'm thinking about how do I get to, uh, you know, right now it's 2 million a month. You know, how do I get to 2 million a month? How do I get how do I, how do I, how do I turn this into a sellable company? That's all I'm thinking. That's, that's what's going on in the back of my brain all day long. Right. You know, I'm thinking, okay, how can, how can this be useful to me? How can this take me to that goal? Whereas a lot, a lot of people, especially people who have smartphones, just, you know, they're, they're thinking about random other kind of social, social bullshit in the back of their brain all day. Yeah. And then, um, you know, they wonder why they're in the same spot they've always been in. Right. It's it's because then they're competing against people like you. And I'm, I'm relentless. Right. And I'm, and, and, and there's a lot of other people out there like me around the world. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of hardworking people. Yeah. And what stuck out to me when I asked you the question, you know, that person that wants to quit their job, like, it's so true, man. Like you really do have to be the best employee, right? Because a lot of people are entitled, right? They just think that, oh God, yes. you know, they deserve to be a business owner, right? They, they had one good month or a good three month period of time. And it's like, no, dude, like you're not, that's not how it works in, in, in this world, right? Like entitled people. Plus if you're lazy, like, dude, you're just going to get crushed. Well, let's, 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 let's talk about entitlement because I'm, uh, you know, I'm, it's, if you look at, you know, and not, you know, I've been talking a lot about, you know, like men or whatever, but, you know, women are more entitled in this country than I've ever seen. You know, I grew you know, I, I've been off the market for a while. I mean, it is just ridiculous how fucking entitled women are in this day and age. They expect to be like, you know, treated well, you know, they don't like guys hitting on them. They don't like strangers approaching you. Don't get too close. Don't judge me. Don't do this. It's like, what the fuck? Everybody judges everyone and people are going to hit on people. But I, I don't know. I see the entitlement is all across the board, not just in with money and work, but with relationships, people demanding to work from home. What the fuck is that? So you can fucking like play with toys and your kids like get the fuck out of the fucking house. Go, go hang out with the team. You know, you, you, you know, when I was in a fraternity, you wouldn't have a fucking virtual fraternity. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I bet you it's, it's probably, so there probably is a virtual fraternity now. I bet you someone created that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure some losers are on it and they're all, that's what they all are. But uh, you know, people are, people are so fucking entitled. They don't even want to fucking go to an office to work, you know? And, and it's, I find it laziness. I find it non-team playing. If I'm going to war with people, I want to stand side by side with them. Uh, I'm yeah, it doesn't, it just, a lot of these things happening in modern day society just don't compute for me. And I, I think depopulation is going to happen just because people are so fucking lazy and scared. Like, and they're not reproducing. Why do you think entitlement is, is where it's at today? 
It's the media. Uh, it's it's. I, I I think this is. I mean, I'll I'll go like Chinese cultural prop, Chinese cultural infilt, globalist cultural infiltration into the media or some shit and the education system. I think it's an agenda. I think it's just. I think it's just part of a bigger agenda by. Uh, by basically the P, the factions in the world that are scared about the U.S. military and its power. And they're just trying to fucking pussify everybody. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely uh, some crazy shit going on, right? I mean, it's, uh, there's something, right? It's, mean, there's something, there's a lot, there's, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, right? I'm going, you know, I don't want to sound like a fucking conspiracy theory. And everything's a conspiracy theory. It's, it's just the opinions now. But uh, I, there's, there's, there's big shit going on. What's being reported to us, you know, like is not, it's an agenda. And I, I, I look at the news and I think to myself, what is this article trying to make me think instead of being like, oh my God, you know, port infrastructure problems are happening all across the U S you know, I think to myself, why is this story being put in front of me? What is this story trying to make me think? What is the agenda here? And a lot of people I think are still in the dark and they look at the news and they think to themselves, they, they read it literally instead of reading it as, as a agenda. Yeah. And, and what's crazy, man, is like 2021, the era that we live in, it's like a double-edged sword. Like it's so great to have technology at our fingertips and, and, you know, live in this amazing country. And there's just so much to be grateful for on the other side. You know, it's a crazy world right now. We're distracted left and right. There's narratives that are throwing at us left and right. So like, what are some things that people can do to, you know, find success, find happiness, despite the world just being a crazy place to live in, you know, as we're doing this podcast. I mean, you're asking me like, what is, ha you know, how you get happiness? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I'm not that smart yet. Like John, tell, what is the meaning of life? Uh, what is the definition of happy? I don't know, man, but I, all I know is what I do for myself. And I know that I got, I, I, I got rid of my smartphone and uh, I really miss Google Maps um, because it sucks when you get lost without a smartphone. But uh, it's I'd say getting rid of my smartphone has helped me a lot. Um, and just like little things like like out here. Right. I'm I could stay at any hotel I want here in Vegas. I'm staying at my friend's place. You know, I'm staying at my at my friend's place on his couch. Right. He's my uh, he's he's one of my good friends, younger brothers. And he's, you know, he's in the industry and he's, you know, doing like crypto stuff, you know, but I'm, I'd, I'd rather stay at my friend's couch than stay alone at a hotel, you know, and, uh, you know, other little things is I, I try to, you know, I, I talk to strangers, you know, I ask people how they're doing if uh, if they have a, not if they have a mask, if they have a mask, I just ignore them. I figure they they are not. They're, they're, they don't want to participate in human society. I just assume that. Um, but I, um, I'm trying to think what other things I do. I go, I, you know, I do, I, I go out in nature a lot. I read a lot of books. Um, I'm, I'm probably going to finish this book. I started today and it's like 300 pages. Right. So I like just slam through 140 pages this morning. You know, I love books and they transport me and they also slow down the mind because to read a book, you have to, you're, you're, you're not subjected to that 
and even a podcast. I, I really, I really respect the podcasting thing because I think it gives people a chance to connect. But uh, you know, on YouTube, you know, or on TV, you know, you're playing to five second or less attention spans. It's just how you have to do it. If you're, it doesn't podcasting, you know, unless you're Joe Rogan, you know, these things don't work very well on YouTube because lots of times the attention span is, you know, it's, they're expecting kind of like, you know, a whole, you know, entertainment lots of times. Um, so I, I try to do life a little bit slower. I like meeting people in person, you know, all this, all this random crap. And I'd say that, that generally makes me, makes me happier spending time with my girls and I, they don't do any, they watch one, they watch two hours of screens a week, one movie, you know? So when I'm hanging out with them, I'm not on a smartphone, right? I don't have a smartphone. I just, I just kind of enjoy life with them. I sit in a hammock. I watch the sunset, I'm not being distracted. And that makes me happy. Yeah, man. We don't know how many sunsets we get to have, right? Like tomorrow's not promised, right? So it's like, we get distracted with technology. It's just like, dude, you're, you could be robbing yourself from tomorrow. Right. You know, so, um, the smartphone. So what do you have? Like a Nokia phone, like with the, the game snake on it. Like let's, he's whipping out his phone right now, ladies and gentlemen, I, I need to see. Oh shit. He legit has a flip it's a phone. Brick, Damn. Bro. That thing don't break. Oh, that my. thing's battery lasts for fucking ever. Yeah. It's pretty John cool. legit has a flip phone. I haven't seen one of these in a long time. 20 bucks from Walmart, baby. No shit. So do you text on it? I don't Just, text. Yeah. I, t I have a, I have a, I have a Google voice on my computer. So if I text, I figure it's a business thing. Yeah. So I'm just texting on my computer if I need to text. Them. Yeah. So that basically is just talk to your kids, talk to who you need to talk to. I mean, I called you right before you came to the podcast, yep. you picked up the phone. So yeah. you're having just quick conversations, but like, you're not distracted. You're not checking Instagram. You're not texting. You're not, you're just limiting going back to your point earlier, just the things that you don't do, the things that the you things you don't do. Yeah. That's powerful guys. Cause how many times have we thought about like, or we've been told we go to seminars, like what's your to-do list today? Your top five things that you need to get done. Right. It's like, well, what about the shit that you shouldn't be doing? Right. Like how much more powerful is that? So, yeah, I mean, in, in, um, in this kind of mastermind thing, I'm a part of called a entrepreneur's organization. Um, there's kind of a saying, don't, don't shit on people kind of like don't shit on people don't shit on people because we all, a lot of entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs, they all go around saying, Oh man, you should read this book, bro. Oh bro. You gotta see this fucking series, you know, Silicon Valley is fucking great, dude. Like, you know, or, you know, they say, uh, you know, you should, you should uh, check out, you know, you should advertise on this thing. You should try out this business. You should invest in this crypto. You should do this. You should do this. And the fact of the matter is if you're even suck, sucked into those things, then you're, you're, you're the fucking, you're the fucking, uh, you're, you're, you're weak. You know, you need to, you know, it, yes, it, you have to do something to make money, but it's much better to focus on one thing and risk being wrong and put a lot of time and invest. It, it's much better to put, you know, like just spend five years, just, you know, you say, okay, I know real estate works. You know, I know there's some people somewhere in the world that make money on real estate. So, and there will be five years in the future. So I am going to just spend the next five years and I'm just going to fucking do it. You know, I'm going to figure it out. 
um, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to invest in crypto this week. And oh, my God, I lost my ass. I don't understand it. It's a scam. Okay, I'm going to try, you know, I'm going to try, uh, you know, options. No, no, no. Fuck Forex. Starting internet. Yeah, for You know, it's always something different. And it will always be something different. There will always be ups and downs. And you're going to end up losing. And, and the house always wins. Um, and that's the house of life. So, you know, it's best to just stick to one thing and go deep, in my opinion. What was the, uh, like the trigger that finally got you to the point to get the, the flip phone and just not be like everyone else and have an iPhone or Samsung? So what I do, I'd say roughly every three months, like whenever I'm feeling like unfocused or like, like kind of like a sense of like brain fog or maybe a week goes by where I'm like, I didn't do enough shit this week. I start tracking my time down to the minute on a Google, uh, Google spreadsheet and I'll just every act, whatever activity I'm working on, I will only, you know, work on that thing. And then I'll, you know, if I go get coffee, you know, I'll like, I'll like end the activity and like, say like going to get coffee and start it like, you know, like two Oh five, you know, going to get caught, you know, and, 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 you know, I'm like, why would I write down going to get coffee? Well, sometimes those things turn into 15, 20, 30 minutes, you know, because, you know, you end up doing this and you get a phone call. So I write and I measure myself and I always, and, and what I do is I, I look at what activities I did down, you know, that day that were revenue producing. Now for me, I know, you know, revenue producing activities for me, for example, are like, this isn't, but you know, like doing ads, optimizing ads, shooting new YouTube videos, um, you know, working on advertorials for my funnel, sending edit notes. Uh, you know, these are things that are one degree, you know, are either directly revenue producing or one degree away from revenue producing for me. So I know those should be my priority in the day, but measuring myself, you know, I, I'll see, you know, oh my God, look at all this time I spent doing emails. Look at all this time I spent chatting or in meetings or, you know, that weren't actually tied to revenue production. And um, that gives me perspective on how much time I'm wasting. Uh, and I do that on a regular basis. And then did you just find yourself just doing stuff that you didn't like, man, I shouldn't be doing this. I'm just too distracted. And you're like, fuck, it's the phone. Like the phone is what's causing a lot of these distractions. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So the phone, the phone, yeah. The phone caused me to get distracted a lot. More. Yeah. Yeah. The phone. And it, it's, it's built to lower our attention span. It's built to call us back. Right. The, the phone wants you to put your attention there um, rather than putting, because your attention isn't part of you. you it, it needs your attention. Um, any app on your phone needs your attention. So you just have all these little things crying for your attention and trying to get you any way they can. Maybe, you know, and it's not always direct like a notification, right? That's easy to be like, oh, yes, it's calling for your attention. You know, it can be like tugging at your uh, emotional strings. So an example is like, you know, an app like Tinder or like a dating app that is, it might not have a notification. You might have turned off notifications, but it's still there in the back of your mind. Did somebody like my photo? Did somebody reply to my message? Did somebody, did somebody, did my friend post photos of that Halloween party we went to this weekend where, you know, I, I saw him taking pictures and he usually posts them on Facebook. So it's those little emotional strings that are tied into it that are going to keep you coming back. And when you have a lot of apps on your, when you just have a smartphone, you'll end up getting a lot of apps on it. And those things will 
and you'll get a lot of emotional strings trying to pull you back into that void. That's powerful stuff, man, because pulling you back away from your goals. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty are, simple. I, it's it, uh, yeah. And basically if you are, if, if you are the one being manipulated by your phone, you're a simp. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, that's another word that I learned from yeah. my teenage nephews. Cap'n, I was telling you, Cap'n is lying. And then simp. Cap'n is lying. Yeah, bro. Like my nephew, he's like, he's like, Theo, Theo is uncle in Spanish. She's like, Theo, you're a simp. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're married, bro. You got down on one knee. You're a simp. <laughs> then I'm like, okay. I'm like, you're a simp for Call of Duty. You're always playing Call of Duty. So ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what simp is, look at Urban Dictionary and uh, it, it'll give you some love. But what you're saying is true, man. We're all... So many of us are simps for a phone. Like, yeah. We're a slave to our phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I look at it like, oh, I, I want to be in control of my time. I'm not somebody's bitch. And uh, I realized I was somebody's bitch. And I wanted, I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not going to live like a fucking, I'm not going to be somebody's bitch. You know, Mark Zuckerberg's bitch. You know, that's, doesn't sound fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys, like what I'm gathering, what I'm, just sharing with you guys, my, my perspective is just, you got to remove the shit, whether it's a toxic relationship, you know, whether it's, um, you know, certain people in your life, whether it's the phone, whether it's deleting your Facebook account, like you got to do what you got to do in order to get the results. Right. So, um, going back to your business, John, you've mentioned affiliate marketing a couple of times, like that person that's listening right now, it's like, I've heard affiliate marketing, but like, what the hell is affiliate marketing? door-to-door sales of the internet, baby. You're just, it's, it's just, you're, you're selling high commit. You're a commission only salesperson on the internet. So instead of, instead of talking to people and getting them to sign contracts that has your kind of, you know, and you, you have your name at the bottom there or something, you know, like that used car dealerships, you know, the agent puts his name, you know, there's always a field when you're buying insurance or whatever for the agent's name. you're just using links and instead of, uh, you know, and, and your affiliate ID, you know, that's basically your name is in the link. So it tells the computers when somebody's clicked on your link and bought a product. And, uh, it's the art of kind of taking attention from the internet to, uh, getting people to buy products. And, uh, you know, in, in, you know, in my case, you know, I've, I've been, I've sold everything from, you know, I've sold, you know, uh, you know, weight loss pills to testosterone boosting supplements to, you know, uh, how to avoid alien abduction ebooks to, you know, survival courses on how to survive the end times, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, I'm look, I'm trying to find those specific people that are worried about, you know, maybe the end of the world or, you know, aliens abducting them, or, you know, maybe they are insecure about their weight. That's a huge market. Um, yeah. uh, you know, so, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how to find those people, what messaging I should use to convince those people that they need to actually do something about it now. And, uh, that the product I I'm selling is the best fucking product they should buy. And, uh, that's what I'm good at. And, um, you know, it's, there's really a lot of, you know, it's a science, you know, it's human psychology and humans, the same shit that's, and the funny thing is the same shit that's working to sell products a hundred years ago in print magazines is the same shit that works today. The same messaging. It's just, you change around a word or two and it's, it's all, it's, it's the same, it's human psychology hasn't changed. So it's, it's not like you have to have some sort of sales or marketing swag. You just really need to 
understand the process and know where to look and who to model. Were there any books that helped shape your, your th- way of thinking? Yeah, I'd say, um, uh, one was, uh, definitely Ogilvy on advertising. That was my introduction to direct response advertising and this idea of being able to measure every, you know, being able to measure ads and being able to measure if, if somebody's interested in what, you know, your, your article or your video or your post, um, is, and, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say Ogilvy on advertising really, you know, I, I'd say that, you know, and it, it I was written like a hundred years ago, you know, and it, it, this shit doesn't, it doesn't change. And, and people think there's all these secrets to, you know, online business or crypto or all this stuff. And, you know, certainly there are, you know, little tricks or tactics that can give you an advantage, but, but the basic, you know, just to start a business and be making, you know, ten fifty thousand $50,000 a month, it's, straightforward yeah what's the what's the book that you're reading right now that you cranked out 140 pages oh marooned in real time by Werner vinge and uh it's these uh people that are you know well there's been a couple different you know that basically humans are extinct they're 50 million years in the future because they've been transporting through time and it goes into a lot of kind of uh interesting philosophical things about um you know, uh, living forever, uh, you know, being able to live forever, you know, what sort of governments work best because there's kind of like these corp, you know, these like trillionaire tech people. And then there's, you know, the rest of the people, they want to form governments, but the trillionaires don't, you know, they just want to be kind of dictator. So it, it, it goes in a lot of stuff like that, but it's a, it's a wild ride and it's fun. And they have some cool, like different species in there, like fisher monkeys and those condors that are, kind of evolving into dragons, which is cool. So it's, it's a fun book and it's very thought provoking. Yeah. Are you more uh, like 50, 50, like 50% of the books that you read are like tactical, like marketing, like business. And the other 50% is like cool ass story, like kind of what you're describing right I'd now. Or? It's probably about a hundred percent cool ass stories and where I get my um, tactical stuff or where, where I get my business stuff that's strategic like mindset type of shit is I listen to interviews with billionaires who are like usually software billionaires or somehow involved in tech. And there's a lot of them. So I watch like long form interviews, like one hour, two hour, you know, I really want to hear everything they have to say. And then for tactical shit, well, that's why I'm out here in Vegas and affiliate summit. This is where I'm meeting up with my bros. uh, And I just shoot the shit with uh, people who are in the cut doing different tactics. And, uh, the other way I get tactical stuff is I hire a lot of, um, I, I only, I only try to work with people who have worked with my competitors and there's so many marketing agencies out there. Um, it's very easy to just get everybody's numbers and how their operation works and what their command structure is. Uh, just literally just by paying money to some marketing agencies that, know these people yeah makes sense what does uh john cristani want to be uh remembered for uh i want to be remembered for uh you know really pushing the space industry forward i know that's a couple steps ahead of myself but uh i'm very passionate about space i've uh uh i've i've 
actually interviewed a few space entrepreneurs. Those videos just totally bombed on my channel, um, which is funny. Uh, you know, I, I launch rockets with my girls, you know, rocket science is not that hard. You know, it's 40 bucks, go to Hobby Lobby, you know, you can get an <laughs> Estes rocket. Rocket science isn't that complicated. I don't know why people say it. You know, it's like a cardboard tube and some gunpowder yeah. um, and a parachute. So, you know, we do that and uh, I'm very passionate about that. And eventually, you know, my goal is to, you know, build this company and eventually sell it uh, or whatever, use it to fund some my space ambitions. So that's uh, that sounds like that's what your, your passion is. Yeah. 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 I saw you light up talking about that shit. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, the shit that Elon Musk is doing, it's just like, that's just so cool. Right. I mean, like thinking that big, right. When he first started putting it out there in the universe, I'm sure, how many people were like, dude, you're fucking crazy. That's not happening. All right. No, it's, 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 uh, the, the space industry is going to be exploding. And if people are looking for kind of like, you know, there's going to be, you know, the next five to 10 years, I think the markets are, you know, the financial markets are going to be, you know, crypto and all this shit is going to, there's going to be a lot, you know, there's definitely a lot of opportunity there. And I see that kind of just, you know, the whole world's going to be changing in the next five to 10 years for sure. Um, in like a lot of significant ways, but, uh, space is space is the, you know, it's, it's the final frontier, you know, or, or it's the next frontier, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that is, that is a given. So I think if you're looking for things that you can be sure about space and people are, you can, it's, you know, if you, you know, robotics and AI, all these things are really interesting, um, when applied to space, there's a lot of opportunities. There. Yeah. Is the, uh, affiliate kind of space like, like with affiliates, is there room for that with like space and some of this shit you're talking about? Or is that like too kind of far out there where like affiliates, cause when I think of affiliates, I'm thinking like what you said, like nutraceutical and weight loss and different shit like that. So is there kind of uh, some correlation between, you know, affiliates and you know what you're just affiliates describing? is optimization of uh, consumer markets. Typically, you know, like space, you know, you're talking about deals with like big companies yeah. and governments. So it's not, it's not really like there's like arbitrages to be made. Yeah. There's very few, you know, there's few deals, but um, I would, you know, affiliate affiliate will, you know, as things move more into AR and VR, augmented reality, virtual reality, and just more people go on, you know, just more internet usage is growing. So that just affects affiliate marketing. Um, uh, and people are realizing these app-based jobs, you know, working for yourself don't really make you rich. Um, so, you know, Werner Vinge, actually, he was the first science fiction author I saw that really was a huge proponent of affiliate marketing, um, and kind of gave an idea of how affiliate marketing is done in the future. Basically all contracts are just kind of like these multi-tiered, almost affiliate deals in the future. And, um, so, I mean, affiliate marketing is just, that's just going to, continue rocket shipping regardless uh yeah space is space is a slightly different thing but there are individuals that are actually starting their own space companies um from the ground uh without funding or anything um so it is the the barrier to entry for starting a space company is just getting lowered like exponentially right now and uh so you're going to see a lot more innovation happening. And an example is, 
you know, there was a dude who started just video recording, you know, his telescope in Colorado. He's just watching certain, um, certain areas of space. And he was able to start tracking with a couple other friends. They started tracking a bunch of space junk that was floating around in the atmosphere. And, uh, you know, now they have, you know, a monster, like, you know, nine figure contract with the government, this group of just amateur enthusiasts, you know, telescope people, um, to help them track, identify, and, uh, figure out, you know, space junk and if there's going to be impending collisions with real things. Crazy, man. That's, yeah, that's exciting though. It you is. Know? It like is. It's, uh, it's, it's exciting for all of us, right? Big opportunities. Um, with the training program that you have, super affiliate systems, what's the main thing that it helps someone accomplish? The main thing it helps people accomplish is, uh, you know, it, it's, it's learning how to do paid advertising and how to do affiliate marketing. And I'd say within there, the most important thing is, first of all, it's a step-by-step thing to get people started so they don't have to be like, you know, guessing how to do things. You know, we have people try out and set up ads, Google, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and native, and we email. And uh, we get people used to using and learn how to use each of these ad networks. And we... um, we show people split testing and split testing is the thing that folks, I, nobody wants to hear about it on YouTube videos. You know, I've mentioned how split testing is so important, but split testing virtually guarantees that you will, it, it does guarantee you will eventually be profitable and successful and have, be able to scale your campaign. Because the thing about split testing is if you're testing two different ads, you just throw out the thing that doesn't work. And eventually you will get a winner that will outperform the original ad you, you tried out and you just keep improving and you're learning from each test at the same time, you're always improving your results. So if you're in a place where you can only improve, then you do become profitable. And we've had over, uh, over 10 people now that have become uh, that have taken this since, you know, they took my training program and have since become millionaires. We've had just an unbelievable amount of success stories. Even, you know, I pulled the people just watching my free videos on YouTube and 30% of people said my videos helped them make money, which is, you know, the average in the business opportunity space is 5% on paid courses. So, uh, you know, the way I teach, I've studied pedagogy, which is the, you know, the the art of teaching i've studied all this stuff and there's you know we have you know you know it's it it works you know and so that's i why i'm so excited about it and um yeah you know yeah the proof is in the pudding man you're an og in the space and man think about how many people we've seen just come and go in this space you know a guru comes on the scene and then they're nowhere to be found a year or two, you know? So the fact that you've been doing it as long as you have respect, man. Um, I know a lot of people in the industry and unfortunately it can be kind of a shady space, but here you are year after year helping people. And, uh, so guys go check out John on YouTube. He's got a, a really, really consistent, solid channel to John Cristani. You guys can go check out, uh, johncristani.com. I have that correct. Right. Mm. Um, and then obviously you guys can make some extra money with the, uh, with his super affiliate systems program. Um, 
but I've been dying to ask you this question because now you just piqued my interest. Bro, are aliens real? Like, do you believe in aliens? I, I do. I do. Whether they're actually aliens or just some like, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, you know, whether we are like, what if we're the aliens? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's the, that's the more plausible thing, right? That like, we are actually like seeds from like some like past humans, you know, and like there were humans that colonized a bunch of different worlds. And like, we, you know, that's more plausible than saying there's a whole other race. Right. But who the fuck knows? I 100% believe in aliens. Uh, I'm not going to go into like, you know, I, 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 100% believe I saw aliens when I was younger um, or, you know, a, like a, a UFO. And um, so I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to sound too crazy. Like a whole nother podcast, bro. Yeah, next, ne- ne- next year when you come no, out, but, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't want to go there. I don't want people to think I'm like fucking totally nuts, but um, no, I believe in aliens and uh, you know, I, I you know, I, I haven't, you know, but I know as humans, I think we're just supposed to go out like up. Like what, what is, what is, you know, Plato, where is he pointing? He's pointing <laughs> up, you know, like, you know, it's, 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 you know, we, we are meant to ascend, you know, you could put religious terms to it. You could put any sort of terminology you want to it, but we're meant to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Well guys, uh, I, I know, I believe that John can help you guys, uh, level up in, in your business and, uh, you know, helping you guys, you know, make money online. So again, go, uh, go give him a, a subscribe on his YouTube, YouTube channel. Go check him out at John Cristani.com. Uh, he puts out some really good content on Instagram as well. Go give him a follow. And, uh, as always, uh, give us some love on the iTunes. Just go ahead and drop a review. Give us five stars. Always much appreciated. Would you guys, when you guys do this and you guys know our fee, um, if this conversation uh gave you guys some insight helped you guys look at things a little bit differently made you laugh gave you some value which i know it did because john dropped a lot of bombs and a lot of great information and insight uh refer a friend have them check out this episode have them check out john shit uh, he's been helping out a lot of people over the years and, and i know he can help out you and uh, your ecosystem so john thank you so much for the opportunity bro it means a lot for for me to for you to come by and, and our listeners because you could be doing a million other things right now uh, and you're here in our studio here in Las Vegas. So thank you so much for, uh, for stopping by, bro. Thank you, man. Good hanging out. Yeah, likewise. All right, guys, we'll have a kick-ass week. I know you guys could be doing a bunch of other shit right now instead of listening to me and John go back and forth. So I really appreciate your guys' time, and we will see you guys next week.